Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. God always keeps His Word. You can count on that. The Word of God says in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, that in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ages ago, God who cannot lie. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 puts it this way. If we are faithless, he, God, remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. And so even in times of our unfaithfulness, God is always faithful. He never ever denies himself and he cannot lie. That's a word for you today, and it is a word that we have been looking at now for uh, several podcasts in this Divine Encounter series. And what we're learning is that God made his covenant with Abraham, and he started carrying it out and has been carrying it out to this very day. What we have seen is in a series of divine encounters, uh, God was working that covenant. God chose sovereignly to reach out to certain persons and to show himself in various ways, uh, many times very much in person. Uh, and in in doing that, he was going about the business of keeping his faithful word. You know, um, we talked about the Abrahamic covenant that God uh, made that unilateral one way covenant with with Abraham, and uh, he um, told Abraham that he would uh, in, in him in his seed bless all the nations of the of the world. He also told him that he would give him the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And so uh, ethnic Israel is guaranteed that particular geographical spot in the world forever, forever. And, and uh, but furthermore, in blessing all the nations of the world, what he was predicting was the coming of Jesus Christ uh, from heaven to earth and uh, that Jesus God would take on human flesh and became, become fully man as well as he remained fully God, the God-man, and that he would die on the cross uh, to pay for our sins. And in that, um, he is blessing all the nations, all the people groups of, of the world. And so we have been studying in these podcasts other people, Jacob, Moses, and and uh, Gideon, and we have been seeing how God continues to encounter those people personally, but uh, as he's doing it, he is continuing to carry out this Abrahamic covenant. Now, some 1,300 years after God made the covenant with Abraham, we come to another person who has encountered God, and that person is none other than Isaiah. Isaiah was one of five major prophets. Now, what we mean by that, when we talk about the major prophets and the minor prophets in the Old Testament, it's not that one is more important than the other, but it it is all about the amount of content, the content 
of of their message, the the uh, quantity of their content, and so there were five. Uh, prophets in the Old Testament, five books that were larger than the others, and there were 12 minor prophets. And so, so Isaiah was one of the five major prophets, and uh, Isaiah served as a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah from 740 BC to eight to 681 BC. So that's approximately 59 years. And he uh, was uh, quite a prophet. Um, and th- just this book of Isaiah alone is an incredible book. And, and uh, it, it, is, it has content there um, unlike any other, any other in, in the uh, rest of the scriptures. And it was quoted many times in, in the New Testament. Well, in his ministry, that 59-year ministry, Isaiah spoke and ministered to four kings, four kings over the span of his ministry, again, to, to Judah, the southern kingdom. So as, as you may know, Israel had divided into uh, the northern kingdom, which was called Israel, and the southern kingdom, which was called Judah, one of the 12 tribes, tribes of, of Israel. And so the four kings over Judah uh, were the ones over that 59-year period that, that Isaiah interacted with. And in that 59 years, God had called Isaiah to warn them of coming judgment and to give them the good news of salvation. In that, you see God's justice, but you also see God's mercy. Um, the Old Testament sometimes gets a, a, a bad rap in that it's, it's all law and all justice and all fire and fury. And, and that's absolutely not the case here in Isaiah. Not only was there a warning of coming judgment, and that, by the way, in itself is merciful, but there was the option, the uh, offer of salvation. In this book uh, of Isaiah and in his ministry, he predicted the Babylonian captivity that came 95 years after his death. He predicted the rise of Cyrus the Persian, the the king of Persia, which happened. And then he also predicted the restoration of of, uh, the the Israel from Babylonian captivity, which uh, was a 70-year deal. So that would have started to happen uh, some 165 years after his death. And then also Isaiah predicted the future kingdom future rule of Jesus Christ. And so it is just, uh, he had such a rich and full ministry. But what we're coming to today is Isaiah started his ministry with a divine encounter. God encountered him through a vision. And that is recorded in Isaiah chapter 6. And we're going to look at that on this podcast today. The scripture says in Isaiah 6, 1, In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him. Now these are angels. uh, Each having six wings. This is what he was seeing in his vision. Seraphim, angels with six wings. With two, he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. 
And one called out to another. So there are multiple angels here. There are multiple seraphim here. And one called out to another. So they're calling back and forth to each other. And said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And so uh, Isaiah and his vision are seeing all these angels with six wings and they're covering their face with two and their feet with two. That's a sign of reverence before a holy God. And with two of them, they're flying. So they're flying around the, the throne there and and uh, they're calling out to each other. Uh, and they're, they're, they're calling out about the holiness of God and, and, and God is holy. And so Isaiah was seeing a God that was holy. Holiness doesn't only mean righteousness, but it means he is separate, he is distinct, he is set apart. He is God and we are not. He is creator and we are created. And he is righteous in all of his ways, right in all of his ways, full of truth. He is truth. There is nothing, no truth apart from him. He is the standard and and he is glorious in all of this. It's just pure glory. It's, it's almost inexplainable. And somehow Isaiah is seeing this. And verse 4 says, And the foundations of the thresholds, trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. This is the smoke of God's glory. And and so Isaiah then in verse 5, as he sees this incredible vision of the glorious Holy One and those that are worshiping Him, those those creatures that are worshiping Him, verse 5, Isaiah says, Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And so uh, automatically when Isaiah saw God in all of his righteousness and holiness and glory, he saw himself in his unrighteousness and he knew that he was in trouble. I am cut off. I am ruined. I am in big trouble. And and so, uh, but thankfully that's not where the story ended. Verse 6 says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongues. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. And so in that instant, um, Isaiah experienced forgiveness of his sin. And this is looking forward to the cross of Jesus when, when in the future he would be paying for Isaiah's sin. And so God in his mercy is forgiving Isaiah of his sin. And then verse 8 says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. And so Isaiah immediately was commissioned to go and speak on behalf of God and to send a message. But but something unusual here. Listen to what God says. He said, Go and tell this people, keep on listening but do not perceive. Keep on looking but do not understand. Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and return and be healed. Then I, Isaiah, said, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities are devastated and without inhabitant, houses are without people, and the land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away, and forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. 
yet there will be a tenth portion in it, and it will again be subject to burning, like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains when it is felled, the holy seed is in its stump. And so here God is is, uh, given Isaiah, he is predicting the coming Babylonian captivity, and only 10% of the people will be left behind, everybody else will be carried off into captivity, and these 10% will be God's holy seed that's, that's left there, a tenth of the portion. And so God is basically saying to Isaiah, Isaiah, I'm commissioning you to go and warn these people of judgment and to offer them salvation, but they're not going to take it. You're just going to have to remain faithful and faithfully give my message out, but they're not going to receive it. They're going to end up in judgment. They're going to end up in Babylonian captivity, but you be faithful, Isaiah, and keep on. And that's exactly what Isaiah did. And in the bigger picture, we are blessed to have gotten Isaiah chapter 53, where the suffering of Jesus is predicted, and there is hope in that prediction, and that's our hope. That is the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant. That is God's faithfully keeping His word. And there's so much more here in this book of Isaiah. We see the prediction of the virgin birth. We see the prediction of of Jesus' future rule, that the government will be on His shoulders. His kingdom will be without end. We see all of that. All of that, again, a part of the fulfillment of of the covenant that God made with Abraham because God always keeps his word. I hope you'll remember that today uh, as we wrap up this podcast. I hope you'll remember that God cannot lie and that even when we're unfaithful, God is faithful. Aren't you glad of that, my friend? Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.